Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Emma and Rebecca Talk IP, the series where we take a few minutes each week or so to discuss a topic in the world of intellectual property that's caught our attention and try to unravel what's really going on. My name's Rebecca Gay. And I'm Emma Isles. In today's episode, we're going to share some of our thinking about innovation, the energy transition, and IP. And we're joined today by Andrew Wells, a senior associate in our European IP team based in London, who's also been thinking about these issues. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So let's start with setting the scene a little bit. Rebecca, why are we talking about energy in an IP podcast? Well, we all know that the need for the world to shift to a low-carbon future is high on the international agenda. Later this year, we have the 26th United Nations Climate Change Conference taking place in the UK. Uh, And with a theme of uniting the world to tackle climate change, uh, no doubt a huge focus is going to be on how technology can be deployed to achieve the goal fixed in the 2015 Paris Agreement to limit global warming to below 2 degrees and, even better, below 1.5 degrees. And they are ambitious targets based on current trajectories. Uh, And both governments and major companies around the world have been making significant pledges to reduce their CO2 emissions. The UK government, for example, recently legislated to slash emissions by 78% by 2035. And energy giant BP has set out its ambition to become a net zero company by 2050 or even sooner. Unfortunately, uh, the Australian government is still a bit of an outlier. Uh, But despite that, many of Australia's biggest companies have been making commitments to achieve net zero by 2050. That's right. And there is a real recognition that the only way these goals can be achieved is through innovation and new technologies. There's a recent report from the International Energy Agency, or IEA, which is titled Net Zero by 2050, which makes for really interesting reading uh, and calls for, quote, nothing short of a total transformation of the energy systems that underpin our economies. It it makes a range of recommendations, um, but among those is a, a huge leap in clean energy innovation, particularly in critical areas such as electrification, hydrogen, bioenergy and carbon capture utilisation and storage, or CCUS. So in short, we need a major acceleration in clean energy innovation as many of the technologies that are going to be required in the coming decades to actually bring down CO2 emissions are currently only at the prototype or demonstration phase today. Now, Emma and Andrew, I know you've actually been looking into these technologies a little bit further and finding where we're up to. We absolutely have. Uh, And in particular, we've been looking at a recent joint report from the IEA and the European Patent Office, uh, or EPO, and the report's titled Patents and the Energy Transition. And the report actually uses data that's held by the Patent Office to shed some light uh, on innovation trends. Exactly. And and if you think about it, if, if companies are developing new innovations and they intend to secure patent protection, then they need to file their patent applications before they publish any information about their innovation. So patents tend to get filed well before, sometimes years before, technology is actually commercialised. And what that means is looking at patent filings gives us a good indication of what innovation is happening now. Uh, 
Um, the other thing about patents is that they're classified according to subject matter. So there's now a new classification relating to climate change mitigation and adaptation technologies, which was introduced back in 2012. And that classification system means the EPO has been able to assess emerging technology trends in the low carbon energy space. And that's what's in this report. That's right. The EPO and IEA report shows that the number of patents being filed for low carbon energy technologies has been growing since 2000 and at a rate higher than for all technologies. It also reports that after a bit of a slowdown in patent filings in the mid 2010s, there have now been several years of growth in low carbon energy patenting in many key emerging and cross cutting technologies. In parallel with that growth, uh, the report shows a decline in fossil fuel patenting over the last four years. And that's something uh, which the report describes as unprecedented since the Second World War. So an energy transition in patent filings, it seems, Andrew. It is. Um, and, and it's not just the transition from fossil fuel patenting to low carbon energy technologies, but also a shift in how low carbon energy technology is progressing over time. And as the report explains, in the early 2000s, a lot of the patenting activity related to renewables like solar and wind and hydroelectric. Um, but as those technologies have matured, patent filings slowed down. So there was a bit of a slump in the mid 2010s. Um, but then towards the end of the 2010s, the key driver in the growth of low carbon energy patents has been what are called cross-cutting technologies. So things which are relevant across multiple sectors, such as batteries, hydrogen, smart grids, and also carbon capture, utilisation and storage. And we know that that technology is expected to serve as a key enabler of the energy transition. And that transition is very notable. But it's not to say that people have stopped filing patents for renewables. It's just that they no longer represent the majority of new patent filings. Um, and a greater proportion of the filings in those areas is focused on optimising manufacturing, scale-up, installation and operation of established technologies to reduce costs. And that's something you might expect to see with more mature technologies, so it's not surprising. No, that's right. Um, and another thing that the report points out is that although the, there is a steady increase in the number of patents relating to low carbon energy technologies, um, the growth was an average of only about 3.3% a year in 2017 to 19. Uh, and according to a report, that underscores that much faster innovation progress will be essential to successfully accelerating the transition to clean energy. In other words, based on these patent filings, innovation needs to happen much more quickly if we're going to make these targets. And I also think what's interesting about the analysis is the finding that the recent increase in innovation is not coming from energy supply technology so much as from end use sectors, things like electric vehicles and those cross-cutting technologies you mentioned before, Andrew. So, for example, with cross-cutting technologies, battery filings grew sixfold between 2000 and 2019, and hydrogen and fuel cell filings nearly doubled in the same period. There are also substantial increases shown in smart grid, CCUS and other grid and storage technologies, albeit starting from a much lower level. Yeah, and, um, and electric vehicles and associated infrastructure have been particularly powerful drivers of low carbon energy filings in recent years. Um, you can see the significance of these sort of cross-cutting technologies and data on applicants for the field too. Uh, so, for example, the report says that between 2000 and 2019, the applicant that filed the most 
pattern applications on on low carbon energy was actually Toyota Motor, followed by battery suppliers such as Samsung and, and Panasonic. This is all um, really interesting. I mean, it sounds like the EPO is actually putting all the masses of data that it's got to really good use uh, in giving us an understanding of where the direction of innovation is heading. And I guess what it really confirms is we need it all to happen much more quickly. No, it is. Um, and another example, they were able to do some analysis in relation to international collaborations around low carbon energy innovations. Um, by looking at the patent applications filed in the names of multiple entities, the EPO was able to see that between 2015 and 2019, about 13% of patent filings originating from major countries such as the US, Germany and France stem from international collaborations. It was also able to see that the share of international co-inventions has increased over time in all of those countries, except France, where it's remained constant, but at a relatively high level. And that's in contrast to some other countries in Asia, such as Japan, South Korea and China, where the EPO found fewer international collaborations reflected in the patent filings. So as the report suggests, there may be potential opportunity for greater international collaboration in many countries. And, and something else that's quite interesting and a key takeaway, I think, from the report is around patenting and financing, which the report touches on in particular. The report notes that behind some of the existing and expected patenting trends is investment. And for low carbon emission technologies, the report suggests that this technology has lower barriers to market entry, which will be attractive for venture capital investors. The existence of a strong patent portfolio can, of course, be critical to attracting those investors. And according to the Net Zero by 2050 report, by 2050, almost half of emission reductions have to come from technologies currently at the demonstration or prototype stage. So gaining investment and speeding up how quickly this technology can come to market is really important. It, it really does sound like there's a lot of data in that report that um, can be put to great use. Uh, Emma and Andrew, it's been fascinating to hear about the EPO and the IEA uh, teaming up to mine patent data to inform the discussion around innovation and climate change. Andrew, thank you for getting up early and joining us um, from the UK. Uh, and thank you both for sharing your insights. Until next time. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.